The Kilkenny Hurling Podcast with Eddie Scally and Robbie Dowling. Brought to you by KCLR and Scoreline.ie. It's the Kilkenny Hurling Podcast brought to you by KCLR. Each week, myself, Robbie Dowling, and former Blacks and Whites manager Eddie Scally cast our eye over all the action from the weekend senior, intermediate, and junior league and championship games, as well as looking ahead to the next round of action. I'm delighted to say that I am now joined in studio by Eddie Scally. Eddie, thanks for joining me today. How are you? Um, brilliant, Robbie, and yourself? Yeah, delighted now to come off the back of a week that was, or a weekend rather, that was kind of light on hurling. We did have one light game on KCLR on Saturday. It saw St. Lockton's come out on top against Greg Namana in the junior ranks and there were another two games as well Kilmacow defeating Cloneen and of course yesterday St. Patrick's Ballyragget were two point winners over Tuller Ross Birkin but we're looking ahead to the action this weekend Eddie and we'll start with the senior I'll go through the games first of all to let people know begins on Friday night half past six thrones now for these games it's no longer seven o'clock so Glenmore take on Greg Bally Callan in John Lock Park at half past six on Friday that's in Group A at the same time in Group A at the same time in Muckalee, James Stevens face Aaron Zone. There's more games on Saturday in Group B at half past one in Gore in your neck of the woods. Eddie O'Loughlin Gales take on Clara. Dixborough face Mullinavat a half an hour later at two o'clock in Dunhamagan. Uh, four o'clock on Saturday, Cannon Kearns Park, Castle Comer, Tullerone versus Danes Forts are all of the Group B games take place on Saturday and then there's one more senior game on Sunday it rounds off the action in Group A Ballyhill Sharmrocks the county champions of course taking on Bennett Bridge in Thomastown we'll start with Group A Eddie because it is the thing that kicks off on Friday night uh, we'll go with Glenmore and Greg Ballycallan first of all Glenmore coming into this with 6 points Ballycallan with 2 points Glenmore will be heavy favourites can you see a shock here? Um, it's, it's kind of hard to see a shock um, because Glenmore have been going so well <clears throat> but in saying that Greg Bally Callan like they've played three games they're minus nine points they've won one game lost two they're not getting you know beaten out of the park or anything like that by any stretch of the imagination and they're hurling quite well um, it's the tightest of the two groups like it's you know it's it's like three points a win for Greg Bally Callan to technically have them going to bed that evening second in the table you know it could have that's how tight that group is so can I see a shock I, I, I wouldn't even call it a shock I could see this game being tight enough Glenmore it'll be very interesting to see how Glenmore come back after the break they've been phenomenal um, up until this point they've been they've been absolutely lighting it up um, so like all the form book would be pointing towards a win for, for Glenmore in this game but I, I, I genuinely think Greg Ballycallan are, they're, they're a decent side like there's no one talking about Greg Ballycallan in relegation this year at all whereas the last couple of years that was being suggested so um, I think I think it could be a tight enough fair I'm gonna, I, I'd shade it with Glenmore on the basis of how well they've been going but I definitely think that the break might have suited Greg Ballycallan more than Glenmore you said there nobody's talking about Greg Ballycallan in terms of relegation do you not see them as potential relegation contenders no not at the moment not I, I'd see them I'd see them better than Aaron's own and I'd see them better than Dane's Ford at the moment but I also think they're probably stronger than 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 than, than a few other teams there I don't think I'm sure Greg Ballycallan won't thank me for not tipping them up on it but I think I think I've seen enough from Greg Ballycallan this year already to suggest that they they, they, they may finish second from bottom in the group but I, I don't see them going to a relegation final and I, I definitely don't see them getting relegated to intermediate Glenmore then I mean they have probably been for most people I think it's fair to say the team of the year so far three wins from three including against Ballyhill Shamrocks and the Village in the opening two rounds and quite comfortable last time out against Aaron's own it has to be said for them 
I think this is a key game for them in terms of it feels like a before and after now in the sense that there's been a week break and we're now at the other side of things definitely in the league and we're coming we're not near the end of the championship as it started but we are coming towards the more important games now do you think it's really crucial that they get a win here to continue their momentum into what you could describe as the second part of the season? This is it. Like a win here will guarantee them the, the league final. You know, they, <coughs> they that's it done. They need to get one more win to be guaranteed to be in the league final, and I'm sure that's where they'll want to be now. So, is it crucial to get the win this weekend? I, it's not that I'd say it's crucial as much as it'll be it'll be much better for them to get the win this weekend and be able to afford to go and rest players I think Bennett's Bridge is their last game and to be able to go and rest players ahead of that game getting ready for a league final that'd be a great position to be in and I would genuinely if I was involved with Glenmore I'd be targeting to win this weekend and then take the foot off the gas if there's anyone with knocks or anyone that's under pressure at all would it be lovely to give them a week's break before the league final and then literally start your championship with a league final and that putting you into the quarterfinals as well Would you worry for a team like Glenmore if you look back and think back to last year Ben Spridge I think they may they think they won all their games in the group and then lost the league final and then were out in the first round of the championship which for them was a quarter final would you worry in terms of the next two games if they weren't to go their way the wheels could start to come off look they, 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 I'm sure they can um, you know they, they, these things like form is is temporary you know that type of thing you, you could be flying one week and, and, and fall apart the following week I, I still think for Glenmore they've had a wonderful start to the season they're really really well set up any of the games I've watched them play and they've been deserved winners they haven't been lucky um, I think the system they play is very is a safe system they're not going to concede a huge amount of scores and look I, I wouldn't be too worried about any of that stuff I think play what's in front of you go out win this weekend against Greg Ballycallan which will be a big ask and you're in a league final you can rest a few people before the Bennett's Bridge game which is a lovely luxury to have and I would definitely take advantage of that and then go and target the league final where players are coming out to try and make the team for the first round championship but I'd, I'd much prefer to be in, in, in the Glenmore camp right now than in Aaron's own or Greg Ballycallan's so just before we wrap on this game you think Glenmore will come out on top with a very tight match yeah I think it'll be tight yeah, and I think Glenmore will win ok I'm with you on that I actually think Glenmore might be comfortable enough uh, I think two or three score winners in the end but we're both going for Glenmore in that one at the same time as I said in my own place in Muckalee great to see a senior game uh, coming up north James Stevens against Aaron Zone at half past six uh, this is a very big game James Stevens are on three points Aaron Zone are on one point as I said maybe it could go the other way for Glenmore but for Aaron Zone this could be maybe the start of something for them if they can put in a performance and a result yeah um, you know Aaron Zone need to, 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 to find it from somewhere they've lost two and drawn one you know they, they got that massive draw against Ballyhale that night which I thought was going to be the start of something yeah. for them um, unfortunately it hasn't worked out that way James Stevens need a win as well um, I know Luke Scanlon's been lighting it up for them in midfield and he's been you know the shining light for James Stevens, but James Stevens won't be happy with where they are. Um, lads can say to you, "Oh, they're brewing nicely in the whole," lot. and you'll hear that crap as well. You know that I always find that you find, "Oh, th- these lads are flying," or "These lads aren't going great," and it's all about championship. There's no switch you click and start hitting form. And I think James Stevens, if you look at the game so far, Glenmore, I thought Glenmore were comfortable against James Stevens in that game. There, um, they've, they've they've drawn a game and then and then they've lost the game. So they've a couple of tough games left. Like, do you know what I mean? They, yeah. they, I think they've, they've ballyhale Shamrocks in their last game, as far as I can remember. Am I right in that? Yeah. So, like, I mean, if they, if they were to lose to Aaron's own at the weekend, Aaron's own would go level on points with them. That'd be, 
and then you're going into your last game against Ballyhale Shamrocks like well this is why where because I, I've completely written off Homer in terms of uh, I don't see them being anywhere outside of the relegation spots in this group but where I'm coming from here there's a two-fold thing Aaron's own won't want to lose in Muckley there's just a rivalry there they will not want to lose in that pitch I know that for a fact but secondly they know their last game is Greg Bally Callan. The village know their last game is the Shamrocks. Comer know with a win, they put themselves in a serious position to not just stay out of relegation, but to actually maybe find their way into the first round of a championship. Maybe beyond, we don't know how the group is going to fall. For the village, they know with a defeat, they could be in serious trouble again. They're not serious trouble, they were in a relegation semi-final last year, but they could find themselves in the bottom too. That's why I think maybe does a slant towards a tighter game than what you would say if it was just an isolated game it, but uh, do you know what I actually think with the pressure being on I think sometimes when the pressure is on it'll drive a bigger performance okay. from a better team yeah. so if you're this is going to sound silly now but if you're James Stevens and you're going into that game and you're on five points and you're already kind of safe and the whole lot you can afford to take a little bit of a step back right. and relax James Stevens can't relax and Aaron's owner going to suffer as a result of the fact that James Stevens can't take the foot off the gas James Stevens will not want to be going into the Ballyhill Shamrocks game in the last round of the group needing a win to avoid being yeah. in the relegation they'll want to be going into the Ballyhale game needing a win to finish top of the group and in order to do that they're going to have to beat Aaron's own and I think you know no matter what way you look at it I think it. I, th- I don't think this will be a tight game I think James Stevens have they've all the firepower they haven't really took off yet but now's yeah. the time to take off they've had their weekend break or the weekend off or you know it's been nearly fortnight it'll be a fortnight between drinks um, it's time to kick on here they've they've a really strong management team and backroom team that I've seen and done all of this before and I think um, they have the players on the field as well they're more than capable of doing it so I think I think this will be I think this will be a comfortable win for James Stevens. I think this is where their season's going to start OK but for if you're Sean Dempsey Aaron's own manager are you just telling your players get this into the last 10-15 minutes as tight as possible because all of a sudden then that pressure that you were talking about that can be used for a positive I'm sure would weigh on the village players at that point when they know it, this game's in the melting pot and we're potentially looking down the barrel of a game with the Shamrocks to avoid relegation yeah this is it if you are if you're like if I'm Aaron's own I'm kind of saying look lads let's break it down into into 10 minute chunks let's start out the first yeah. 10 minutes keep it tight get the half time be tight in this game same in the second half last 10 minutes throw the shackles off and really go for it um, it, it, it sounds great in, in, in when you say it that that's how we'll target the game but you can't target how James Stevens are going to start and I would imagine James Stevens will be starting with the exact opposite they'll be saying let's go straight for this now let's get on top of these let's stand on the throat and keep our foot on it when we get on it um, I, I I can see nothing other than a very comfortable win for James Stevens here I think if James Stevens are going to have anything to say in this championship this year it's going to have to start now you're three weeks out from first round championship proper they, they, they need to kick on now and this is they have two group games left they have this match against Aaron's own and they have Ballyhill Shamrocks so it's 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 sort of sorted out time now ok so for the village because I've been chatting a lot about Aaron's own there but you said they haven't really kicked off yet I remember at the kind of maybe the first one or two podcasts you had put them maybe around fourth or fifth in terms of their rankings but you had put them in with a serious chance of winning the county title even if they do kick off do you think they're lacking that little bit I still I still I, I, I like and that's not arrogance from me now I still don't see them in the <clears throat> I know they've been in the county final and the whole lot last year and whatnot, but I still I still would have them a bit behind Dixborough O'Loughlin Gales Tullerone and Ballyhale Shamrocks 
on normal Ballyhale Shamrocks form on the form you're yeah. going to see Ballyhale Shamrocks coming into in the next couple of weeks so that's why I had them kind of fourth or fifth but any of them teams any of them five teams could beat each other on any given day if they turn up and perform I thought James Stevens losing a couple of players I haven't seen Connor Brownish I presume he's gone for the season anyway gone, think, yeah. Yeah, you know, so losing a player like him is, is a massive loss and James Stevens have had a couple of players like that they lost so that's why they've dropped in my estimate opinion they've dropped a little bit down the ladder but in saying that they're still one of five teams that'll win this championship this year so you can't write them off like ok so you're going for a comfortable enough James Stevens win. oh yeah definitely yeah I'll, I'll I'll say two score James Stevens win but I think it'll be a tight game for a lot of it um, we may as well conclude our talk around Group A Eddie even though there are Group B games in between this one I think this is the game of the weekend or certainly on paper anyway it's the game of the weekend uh, Ballyhale Shamrocks versus Bennett's Bridge last year's league's league runner is up against last year's county champion Sunday at 2 o'clock in Thomastown again two teams to sit on three points one team is probably going to be battling relegation come the final weekend that's the team that loses this game one team could be looking at a top two spot it's a crucial match <laughs> it, it, it certainly is a crucial match um, you know Ballyhale got their first win just coming into the break perfect time in there to get your win the week off then you get to relax a little bit um Bennett's Bridge you know they've, they've they've done the full cycle there they've had a like like James Stevens they've had a win a draw and a loss um, they, they drew the Triller in Manila there the 10 points apiece game with James <laughs> Stevens there um, that's probably go down as the biggest classic of the championship to date um, obviously played in horrendous conditions but I love to see teams digging out results and I'd say playing in a horrendous conditions like that and getting a draw you, you know not losing one of them games that tells me that Bennett's Bridge will have a real fight and there'll be you know they, they'll yeah. be dogged they won't pack it in and you'd know that anyway about Bennett's Bridge the Shamrocks um, you know did a good win last week it was badly needed um, you know because if they lost or drawn that game they're, they're in real bother you know and I, I just everyone says oh they'll, they'll kick in when they need to kick in and the whole lot but we'll know we'll know where we are after this weekend I think a bit like in American football when the third quarter of a game is kind of seen as the moving quarter this is definitely going to be moving weekend in the championship in Kilkenny I think we'll be under no illusions where teams are after this weekend I think if, if Shamrock's Ballyhale get beaten by Bennett's Bridge this weekend people will start seeing where, what I'm seeing about them taking a small backward step I think it might be a step too far for Bennett's Bridge um, to beat the Shamrock's with the momentum they'll be bringing into this game but I think th- I think this could be tight enough I just marginally lean on, on, on the Shamrocks with the momentum that have built up from their win a week off there now where players have getting a chance to recharge batteries and the whole lot I think everything points towards a, a Shamrocks win in this game for me We'll get on to the Shamrocks but I just wanted to touch on something with Bennett's Bridge three points from three games but two of those games have come against Greg Ballycallan and Aaron Zone last time out they had a draw with James Stevens. most people have said that three points is kind of an okay situation to find yourself in but if you're Bennis Bridge and you're on three points and your last two games are the Shamrocks who are the county champions and Glenn Moore who are the form team if they're not the form team in this group they're the form team in the county are they kind of going under the radar in terms of how perilous a position they find themselves in to an extent the, the, the table probably gives you a kind of sense of security for Bennett's Bridge yeah. because of the results but I'm going to tell you the stat I'd worry about if I was Bennett's Bridge Bennett's Bridge have scored 48 you know collectively added up yeah. your goals and points they have 48 points amassed the only team with less scores than Bennett's Bridge this year in the championship is Dane's Ford 
uh, they're level on scores with Aaron's own and as you rightly point out they've played the bottom two teams already in the group so they're not putting up scores I know they got 10 points against James Stevens. so take that 10 away it's 38 points over the two games they're not getting past the 20 point mark you could say on average in games you're not going to win senior championship games in Kilkenny unless you're comfortably getting over that every week um, if you compare them to the rest of the teams in the group the Shamrocks are sitting behind them and Shamrocks are on 70 points um, you know that's a massive massive difference that you know I know the scoring difference Shamrocks have conceded a lot more I, I'd be always more worried about what you're doing at the far end of the field when you're conceding scores you can shore that up you can block it up but you have to be getting scores and I'd be worried that Bennett's Bridge don't have that firepower that if it came to a shootout with a team I think Bennett's Bridge would be found wanting want, if you know what I mean if Shamrocks yeah. Shamrocks fire up 317 3, 318 good night do you think Bennis Bridge when you consider what I, I know I'm bringing up last year a lot but I'm sure it would have been a really tough thing for them to take to be the former team of the league and then be gone first round of the championship or you know as I said a quarter final for them last year do you think they're looking back on last year it's a different management team well a different manager in place in Tim Dooley do you think they're looking back on last year the players are thinking just be ready for championship and whatever comes with the league we'll back ourselves in a relegation semi-final if it comes to it we don't want it to come to it but but we have to be ready for the championship because we can't you know not turn up when that matters look they are 100% going to be fully focused on the championship but I've said it to you before and I'll say it again there is no way on God's earth Bennett's Bridge went out and said let's not win all our league yeah. games let's play at 60% now this week and next week we play at 70% every time they go out on the field they want to play to 100% it's up to the management team to keep increasing what that 100% means so whether it's fitness levels push you know whether it's the shooting retention of the ball whatever it is they want to work on every week they need to be improving so I think Bennett's Bridge at the start of this year would they have talked about last year peaking early in the whole lot I don't believe they would have I think that's what people like us do we talk about oh they've done this or they've done that but they'll be looking at it last year saying we were bloody flying lads and we took our foot off the gas they won't say that everybody else caught up with them it can't be a subconscious thing even do you know what I mean it, it would be if they went and, if they went and won the league again this year and got knocked out in the first round of the championship then you'd say listen this is a disaster we're doing this every year we're we're, we're topping leagues and, yeah. and you know that it was a once off they won the league last year they didn't you know they, they won every game in the league I should say last yeah. year they didn't it's not happening every year Um this year I, I, you know, I'd be a little bit worried I know you had tipped Bennett's Bridge early in the year you'd said that you'd seen them as dark horses um, you know, in to this make the last thing yeah and you know I'd be a little bit worried if, 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 if I was seeing these as dark horses in the championships I'd be a little bit worried about their form at the moment I think that when they play the Shamrocks they're always cracking games there's, there's yeah, always a bite yeah, to the game yeah. it's tight enough the whole lot but I, I really don't know where Bennett's Bridge are the, the draw last week against James Stevens is the standout result for them so far okay. and I think it just shows what they have the passion the heart the willing to fight in a dog fight like that and they're all the things you need at this stage in the championship they're going in to play Shamrocks in, in Thomastown at the weekend I think they need to win more than the Shamrocks um, that's being straight I think the Shamrocks would be just so I don't say lackadaisical but Shamrocks will not fare anyone so yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter to them if they finish bottom of the group or top of the group they'll first round championship is all they care about but Bennett's Bridge will not want to be in the bottom two uh, going into the latter stages of this championship so I think they need a result they're not going to get it this weekend OK the Shamrocks I know you said they won't fear anyone but I can say that Bennis Bridge have three points and have played the bottom two without pointing out that the Shamrocks also have three points and have played the bottom two you know you could argue on paper they've got Bennett's Bridge to come and then James Stevens in the last game that maybe they have a more difficult run than Bennett's Bridge because presumably Glenn Moore will have top spot or certainly yeah. top two wrapped up by the end of this weekend 
for them, and we said it about the village, we said it about the bridge, the last thing they'll want is to go into that village game battling relegation or as you just said will, will they even care? They'll care uh, they're proud they're a proud bunch of lads they're not They're, they're not going to want to be but there purely proud they wouldn't fear relegation not at all no, no, because they were in on last year yeah. wasn't it? Uh, two years ago I think it was maybe yeah against Ballycanyon right yeah. yes, um, but no they, they won't fear that but they, they're not going to want to be there like do you know what I mean they're, they're, they're going to want to win I think the momentum thing is Shamrock's got their win last week and they will have said I can guarantee you training this week they'll have said the season starts now we got our win mm. now we're going to go the juggernaut needs to start picking up speed and we drive on from here and I, I fully expect that to be the case um, they'll, they'll just have too much for Bennett's Bridge like I mean all across that pitch that Shamrock's team are you know the, the, the team is starting to take a bit of shape again you've, you've owned Cody absolutely flying there he didn't make our team of the week last week after scoring 1-4 he only got 1-4 he did uh, he didn't make because he was so quiet in the first yeah, half yeah. Um, people have to understand that it's based on the full game we all know Owen Cody's the best forward in Kilkenny um, but Owen Cody He's flying this year. Adrian Mullen is absolutely flying now again. Mm. Um, TJ is always going to be there, you know, when it's needed. He's always yeah. going to be there throwing it on. Like these have bodies all over the field that are that are capable of doing. It. And I just think they'll have too much for for. Um, I think they'll just have too much for Bennett's Bridge this weekend. Okay. More than likely, they'll have too much for most teams in the championship. Um, it'd be interesting. I think if they win this weekend, it, it'll set up the James Stevens game as a right humdinger of a game that last match if the two of them are in a shootout to see can one of them get into a potentially get into a league final it's, it's a big ass but probably be a shield final at that point it should be unless Glenmore get beaten at the weekend do, yeah. do you know what I mean if, and even if that's out of our hands isn't it uh, they need Glenmore to lose their last yeah. two games like that's yeah, not going to happen Glenmore one win away from a league final yeah, yeah. okay um, so just one very final and brief reflection on the Shamrocks the next two games I know I'm saying this about a lot of clubs but will we know where they're at after the next two games or as you said will we just know where they're at come championship time no we'll know where they are after the next two games I think okay. these are these are. You're not. As, as, I, I'm always referring back to that light switch that you can't just turn it off and on mm. not even the Shamrocks can do that so the next two games will tell us where they are but it'll be an interesting one as well because as I said Greg Ballycallan and Aaron's own at the moment they're rooted to the bottom in that group Um if either of them could pull a win out of the next game or two, if, if, if either of them win this weekend, which I don't see them doing, but if either of them were to win this weekend, if Greg Ballycallum were to shock Glenn Moore or Aaron Zomer to shock James Stevens, you're in for a right cracker of a weekend the following weekend because there'll be three teams potentially getting to a shield final or getting to relegation. Okay, so we're going with uh, the Shamrocks to win that game. Is that fair? Comfortable, yeah. Comfortable? Oh, okay, yeah. I'll go with a one-score victory for the Shamrocks. Yeah, I think so. I think it'll be a tight game. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's in disbelief. Um, group B. Or right, just go through the table in Group A. Sorry, Glenmore on top with six. Bennis Bridge, the Village, Ballyhill, Shamrocks, all of three. Ballycallan with two. Aaron Zone with one. Okay, that's going into this weekend in Group B. On Saturday at half past one, it's O'Loughlin Gales versus Clara. Uh, we'll go through the other games as well, but all of these games take place on Saturday. O'Loughlin's and Clara, uh, probably not a game that stands out, but two teams that have been in the latter stages of county championships over the last 10 to you know 15 years. Um, Clara, O'Loughlin's rather will be heavy favourites going into this one, I would have thought. Yeah, they will. Um, you know, O'Loughlin Gales, yeah, they've two wins on their belts one defeat there you know the the defeat that they have um you know was against I think Dixborough beat them there. The Borough, yeah, yes, yeah, you know, the night, yeah. Um like like the Borough for me have been the team of the championship so far. Um 
in in every way. They've just been they've just been brilliant. Um, they're the, they're the top scorers in the championship, which like it's remarkable. They're the top scorers in the championship, and they've conceded the least in the championship. Uh, when you're looking at form, um, <laughs> it's not bad, so, is it? No, it's not. It's a combination. Um, 71-8. When you had plus 33 points after three games, an average of 11 points win each game. Yeah, like it, it is. Like this is serious form. Yeah. Um, on the borough so Lock and Gales losing to them is not the end of the world. Um, they're second in the group. It, this is this group is a bit more. I wouldn't say. It's a, it's a lot easier to read as in there's a bit of a divide there's the bottom three and the top three in this group okay. I think for me anyway uh, Dixborough, Lachlan Gales, Tullerone are the top three Clara, Mullinavat and Dansford are the bottom three this weekend O'Loughlin Gales, Clara I've seen Clara playing a couple of times already where Clara are really good is in the forwards their forwards are quite good yeah. where, where O'Loughlin Gales are unbelievable is in the backs yeah, yeah. Um, and I think O'Loughlin Gales if it comes down to a battle like that O'Loughlin Gales backs are just superb and I think their half back line in particular I've, I've said this on this podcast before that I really rate that half back line and their ability to get scores I can see nothing other than a really comfortable win for the air uh, for O'Loughlin Gales in this game I just I, I, I genuinely do I think they're brewing nicely now OK so we're going for O'Loughlin's to comfortably win that one I think we've spoken a lot about O'Loughlin's on this podcast over the last three episodes or so but we have them as one of the one of the main contenders but they'll just fall short maybe is that fair to say is that where we both see them at yeah I think I think I think O'Loughlin Gales will be semi-finalists this year yeah I, I would agree I think they'll be in around that stage ok that's O'Loughlin's Clara Clara for me are one of the biggest mysteries of this year's league I think um, they had a good win over Danes Fort but that is to be expected and most teams are beating Danes Fort with the greatest of respect to them um, but either side of that the loss to Dixborough on the opening day was you know, eye-opening to say the least, and then in the third round last time out, terrible conditions against Tullerone, but nevertheless they did lose that game in the end. I think it was a five-point loss or a four-point loss in the end down in down in Erlingford. Clara clearly aren't at the same level that they were at. Can they get anywhere near that level? Um, I they can, and I mean there's signs of life there. Tullerone have been murdering teams, um, and 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 Clara, you know, for long periods of that game put it up to them. Yeah. I know the weather conditions were poor and the whole lot, but it was a high-scoring game and it was a, it was a good match. I actually think the match of the of the the Clara match that they're targeting right now in their heads, for me anyways, they play Mullinavat the last week. Yeah. That's that's going to be that's going to be the decider that day yeah. um, the losers of that game is going to be in a relegation semi-final probably playing Aaron's own and the winners of that game are going to be in, 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 in the first round proper as in not facing into into possibility of relegation um, they've, I've watched them like they're they're well organised Clara are, they're, they're, they're a good team they're in a really really hard group it's, it's as simple as that they've played you know two of the top teams already in, 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 in the group and, and, and now it's not getting any easier to come into a Lachlan Gales um, it's just it's not that Clara are, are a poor team and I mean that it's not that they are a poor team it's that they're in a really strong group with, with two or three teams that are absolutely flying at the moment and I don't think they're at that level yet So are we going for an O'Loughlin Gales win and if so how comfortable will it be? I think O'Loughlin Gales will win I don't think it'll be a cricket scorer at all I think it'll be tight enough I'd say five or six points maybe um, Clara and O'Loughlin Gales always kind of nearly is like a, a derby as well um, so I think I think that'll be tight enough but I, I think O'Loughlin Gales will edge it OK 2 o'clock then on Saturday these are actually very tightly packed games uh, Dixborough and Mullinavat uh, the borough have just been incredible as you say uh, three wins from three and as you just pointed out there Eddie uh, top scores and best defence 
Mullinavat one win against Danes Fort in the opening round since then an absolute hammering at the hands of Tullerone but a good performance against O'Loughlin Gales last time out despite that hard to see past the borough again here yeah um, it'll be a different type for prospect for the borough now this time I think the borough play that the, the two types of game plans that they're playing one of them is that running game that they've been trying to perfect you know short puck out working it through the lines and moving and then the other one is where they're stretching teams and they're drilling the ball into the space on either side um, hitting their full forward line and, and both of them have been working really well I'd love to see them trying to play that running game against Mullen um, I think I don't know who's down to referee the game but Mullinavat the physicality Mullinavat will bring to this game will be absolutely epic and it'll be worth seeing Peter Burke is the referee Peter Burke and if Peter Peter have his work cut out now because the Mullinavat men and it's something that you know speaking to Mullinavat people after the game the last day they were annoyed about was that they felt and this is no slight on, on, on referees in general it's just that they feel Mullinavat find it harder to get frees than everybody else because they're so much bigger now you'll always say that about your own team anyway but I just wonder if Dixborough start running trying to run through lines and hitting that Mullinavat midfield and half, half back line they're going to be running into men mountains there and they'll get bottled up and they'll get smothered that game won't work there whereas if they stretch Mullinavat and, and, and try and hit balls into the quicker lads inside in the full forward and the whole lot they could Mullinavat could get found out there as well but I just I seen enough last week of Mullinavat to think that they'll be safe in the championship and that they're coming back to something like the Mullinavat we recognise this Dixborough game is coming a week too early for them though I think I think Dixborough I think Dixborough could 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 Def, I think Dixborough, Dixborough will win but I think Dixborough could, could actually put up a score here as well now I could see Dixborough winning this by 10 or 11 points Do you think so? I was in the park last year in the championship quarter final Mullinavat had come off the back of that brilliant victory against O'Loughlin's down in Ballyhale the week before and you could tell they were tired but Dixborough gave them an awful scalding on that day I mean it was you know, it's borderline embarrassing. Do you think Mullen will have that in the back of their minds ahead of this one to try and get a bit of ret- retribution there? Coming in also with the fact that this is such a crucial game for them. Ah, look, uh, that will be in the back of your mind. You've, you've always got that. You know, we're all proud people. You hate, um, you know, you hate to be on the wrong end of a beating by anybody. Uh, that's 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 going to be there. They'll look at certain things that happened in that game last year and seeking to correct them. But I just I just think for Mullen the last game in the group, the Clara game is the game that they need to be targeting. I think both Clara and Mullen will be going in to that game as they are two points each uh, the last weekend if either were to win this weekend it'd be a phenomenal result um, and it'll change it I think in Kilkenny it's the head-to-head before the score difference yeah, as well is, yeah. so regardless of who wins at the weekend if Clara were to win or Mullinavar were to win it still comes back down to um, the head-to-head against each other next week so I, I would imagine and this is going to sound cracked now but I would imagine if I was Clara or Mullinavat's management team if I had anybody with a knock I'd be resting them this weekend preparing for next weekend because I'm not saying I'd write off this weekend but I'd be saying next weekend is a much bigger opportunity for us and a far more important game OK so for this one then the Borough and Mullinavat going Co- to form again yeah oh yeah no no it'll go to form and, and I think the way Dixborough are going at the moment it could be a comfortable win OK comfortable win for the Borough you're going for I would tend to agree I think I think it'll be six, seven point win, so comfortable enough, I suppose it's fair to say. Um, final game in that group, uh, Sunday or Saturday, sorry, at four o'clock in Cannon Currents Park in Castlecomer, Tullerone and Danes Fort. Um, I want to fly through this to be honest with you, with greatest respects to Danes Fort. Tullerone will win this game. Yep, Tullerone will win. Um, what needs to happen here is. Danes Ford need to be very aware of the fact that Tullerone have put a couple of teams to the sword like Tullerone 
they have a massive scoring prowess there like they've, they've 78 points on the board at the moment uh, in the group the only team that has more scores in the in the county at senior the only team that has more scores than Tullerone is Dixborough um, it is but the Tullerone forward line is absolutely unbelievable like they've they've, an, they've a savage forward line um, and I just I, I, look Dane's forward they just they just need to find something somewhere. Um, they're unfortunate. The group they're in is 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 such a tough tough group. Um, their last two games is Tullerone and then their last game is O'Loughlin Gales, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, like it's not getting easier for these guys at all. Oh. Um, but look, hopefully they'll, they'll they'll get a spark from somewhere. I don't see it this weekend anyway against Tullerone. I think Tullerone are going to win that comfortably. Okay, so comfortable win for Tullerone. Um, I think we said it there in the last podcast, but for Danes Fort, and you mentioned it with a couple of teams, it must particularly apply to them. Just try and avoid injuries and prime yourself now for a relegation semi-final first round championship. Yeah, you know, they're, 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 it's very hard to see anything else now at this stage, isn't it? So yeah. they just have to make sure that they can get a bit of cotton wool on some of the players, come up with something tactical that they're going to use. They've two two games coming up, uh, relegation semi-final and potentially final, and, and that's going to define their season. Okay, so uh, what are we talking here? Kind of double-digit range victory for Tullerone? Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Okay, that's the senior conversation wrapped up to go through Group B. Dixborough on top with six, or Lock and Gaines and Tullerone both have two Mullinavat and Clara or four rather Mullinavat and Clara have two Danes Fort are on bottom with zero uh, intermediate side of things Eddie Group A Friday night half past six in Erlingford Fenians versus Connie Shamrocks Liz Downey versus Mooncoyne is also on Friday night at half past six that's in St John's Park the final game in Group A takes place on Sunday at half twelve it's Young Ireland's versus St Martin's in Jenkinstown in Group B Dunhamagan take on Thomastown in Tuller at half past six on Friday evening at, on Saturday at two o'clock in Innistig it's Blacks and Whites versus Carrick Shock and at half past twelve on Sunday in St John's Park O'Loughlin Gales play host to Roar and Steag that's the intermediate fixtures for this weekend we'll go through Group A first um, Fiennes and Conaghy we won't get into it too much but to, this is a massive game in terms of relegation it is um, just to take that group on a, on a, on a, on a ball together yeah. to be straight right Euphenians and Conaghy playing each other absolutely monstrous game but Young Ireland and St Martins is equally as monstrous a game because the way I'm looking at it now Fenians beat St Martins if Young Ireland beat St Martins it's going to bring Young Ireland to four points and put St Martins still on four points right? Yeah, four four points is going to put you in the bottom two here, isn't it? That's I think so. That's I incredible, think really. Well, four, not incredible, but yeah, you know, four points. The, the the team that's going to finish second from bottom here are going to finish on four points. Yeah, and the head to heads is going to kill you. And if St Martins lose to Young Ireland at the weekend, they'll have lost to Fenians and Young Ireland, and St Martins are goosed. Yeah. I think if 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 if, if I think Fenians, but St Martins beaten Moonkine. To have Munkoyne win at the weekend, though. Like Munkoyne are playing against, they won't beat Liz Downey. Munkoyne have one more game left that I thought I had them marked down as a potential win on it. Um, I just, I just, I just think as it stands at the moment, Connie are playing Fenians at the weekend. Um, Connie were unlucky at the weekend against Liz Downey. They only got beaten by a goal. Lashing around, though. Um, it was a last minute goal as well that done them though yeah I think they got two late goals possibly yeah, well, they definitely got one yeah. at the very end anyway one so Connie yeah. maybe are signs of life there um, I'm going to go for Fenians to win that uh, even though I'm suggesting that they're signs of life in Connie um, I think Fenians they'll be buoyed from their win at the weekend that was that was, that was was a big win for them then you have Young Ireland's taking on St Martins um, what about Liz Downey Munkine you're going with Liz Downey I am but I can tell you 
don't be I wouldn't be shocked if Munkine were to win that game the only reason I'm going for Liz Downey is I'm convinced Liz Downey are going to win the championship um, Munkine gave Young Ireland's an awful hide last week um, I'd be keeping an eye on that but I think Liz Downey will win but it'll be tighter than people think okay. I think Munkine are the, are the real dark horses in that group and then the last game St Martin's against Young Ireland's I think it depends on which Young Ireland's turn up if the Young Ireland's that turn up against Munkine turn up they're going to get beaten but if the Young Ireland's that, that I know are, are, it's in them but yeah th- that's an interesting point um, it depends on which Young Ireland's turns up we've only seen one Young Ireland so far where no. is the other one well the, the, the Young Ireland's had a big win in, 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 in the game against Connie um, every team's beating Connie but that's fair enough so we yeah. know where Young Ireland's are after this weekend I think when you've like you know like, I, I hate putting all the pressure on Mikey Carey but like Mikey Carey is you know a senior inter-county hurler like he's he should be standing out in these games and he has done you know dragging them forward and I think Young Ireland's have them younger forwards in there that are capable of doing it Mike's brother Sean is playing centre back at the moment another phenomenal hurler I'd, I'd much prefer to see him up the other end of the field but obviously I'm not managing Young Ireland's nothing to do with me so yeah. everybody would Sean is noted forward but he's obviously been played centre back because they're they're missing something there or they're playing to a tactic but I just think Young Ireland's Young Ireland's are capable of winning this game by 5 points and they're capable of losing it by 15 points um, you know it's just consistency there for them um, I'm going to let my, my heart rule my head there and I'm going to back Young Ireland to beat St Martins OK I'll go with my heart and my head I'll go with St Martins I think St Martins have shown to be consistent I think they'll put in a level of performance that Young Ireland's haven't shown yet and I think that'll get them over the line a very narrow victory though because St Martins are not going to trash any team this year but I'll go with St Martins um, I'll go with Liz Downey I'll agree with you I think that'll be a tight game for the first time on this week's podcast we're going to disagree I'm going to go with Connie to get their first win against the Fenians on Friday night Wow, <laughs> um, I know I do. I could see, I could see it happening. I could, like, genuinely, I could. Conaghy are starting to come. Uh, you'd be taking like, this is it for Conaghy now. Really, they're either going to get out of relegation or they're going to be in relegation, depending on what's happening on Friday night. Conaghy are going to be in relegation. Mm. They're, okay. The goose is cooked there now. That's genuine, and Conaghy are in big trouble. Conaghy's the Fenians, and then they have Munkine. Is that right? Yeah. They could, they could win the two of them. No, they will not beat Munkine. No way. They have, ah. chance, they have a chance against the Fenians. I think. I think. Uh, I think Conor, you're in trouble. I do. I, I do think, agree with you. I think they'll be um, in relegation zone. No, we, we'll see. It's it, it, the intermediate championship yeah. is the only thing consistent about it is its inconsistencies. That's very very true. That group so far stands at Liz Downey with six points, St Martins and Munkine with four, Young Ireland's and Fenians have two, Conor Shamrocks have zero points. Group B then Eddie, as I said, half six on Friday night, Dunhamagan versus. Tom Thomastown, then Saturday at 2 o'clock, it is the meeting of, who was it, Eddie? Because I'm after forgetting. Black and White and Carrick Shock. Yeah. And then on Sunday at half past 12, it is O'Loughlin Gales versus Roar and Steve. We'll take this in a group as well. Dunhamagan and Thomastown on Friday night. Uh, well, I forgot that these two teams have won all three games so far. This is a brilliant game to be at I suppose as a Dunhamagan or Thomastown supporter all the pressure off and you can just go and enjoy it to an extent well one of them is going to be in the league final after the game yeah. so this is for all intents purposes the league semi-final yeah, yeah. Um, Thomastown Thomastown have been superb 89 points on the board in total 90 which makes them the top scorers in the whole of Kilkenny actually with the exception of Wine Gap um, they've, they've 89 points on the board which is a huge scoring in three games you had said at the last day on the podcast they were hitting around 30 in every game yeah. like you know I know they gave Blacks and Whites a, a bit of a scutch in there it was a big big score on that night uh, the Friday night in the, in the bad weather but Thomastown flying playing Dunhamagan Dunhamagan going strong as well and um, 
I think I think it'll be a tighter game. It'll be the toughest game Thomastown have met so far, but I expect Thomastown to win the game. I fully expect Thomastown to win that game. Um, they'll know themselves, get a win out of the way here, and they can relax. I think their last game is against Carrick Shock, and they can take the foot off the gas then and rest a few players if they need to and have a look at a few other lads as well. But I'm going to go Thomastown to win this game, and I actually i am going to be cheeky now. I'm going to tell you, Thomastown to win this game comfortably enough. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. I have Thomas Stone to win the championship, but just to disagree with you, I'll go with Donna on Friday night. Um, Saturday, 2 o'clock then, it's the Blacks and Whites, your old club against Carrick Shock. This is a big game as well. This is the game of the weekend. If Blacks and Whites lose this game, they're in relegation. As are Carrick Shock. And if Carrick Shock just loses, they're in. the balance. <laughs> yep. Um, like you've Roar Inch Teague are playing at O'Loughlin Gales, right? So take it as this one. I think the Roar Inch Teague will be O'Loughlin Gales. I would agree, yeah. Right? Which will put Roar Inch Teague on four points. That'll mean then the Blacks and Whites and Carrick Shock play each other. Say Carrick Shock win that game. That leaves Blacks and Whites on two points playing Roar Inch Teague in their last game. If they were to beat Roar Inch Teague in their last game on the head to head, Roar Inch Teague are in the. No, but they're not, are they? Because it could, Carrick Shock could lose their last game, and then they'd be all on four, four points, points and, and then it comes score down to difference. score difference. And Blacks and Whites getting that pummeling yeah. will come back to haunt them. Blacks and Whites score difference is is far worse than Roarinch Teagues. Roarinch Teague are only on minus two points. Carrick Shock have a poor uh, scoreboard as well, but it's nothing in comparison to the Blacks and Whites. Blacks and Whites, the beating the Thomaston get Blacks and Whites is now like a minus point. So I actually think whoever loses this game on Saturday yeah. is 100% going to be in the relegation semi-final and they're going to be playing against more than likely Athenians or O'Connor or a St. Martins in, yeah. in, 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 in the league semi-final so that or Young Ireland's or Young Ireland's yeah no no this is it, um, it, it you know the, the other group is, is, isn't is as clear cut this is what I'm saying about the move when we get in the third quarter yeah, American football like the, yeah, it, it is it, yeah. uh, like we're, these are going to be much clearer pictures for us after the weekend yeah. um, Carrick Shock had a win last week Um didn't they? They did. Yeah, Carrick Shock won yeah, last weekend. Lockins, yeah. um, now, they won it by two, two points. points against the Lockins, I think yeah. they scored 4.15 or 4.18. It was a good score to put mm-hmm. up as well now. So, signs of life there as well. But I think if Blacks and Whites can get their strongest 15 on the field um, from the start, I'd give them a great chance against Carrick Shock because Carrick Shock have been going so poor. But it's vital that the Blacks and Whites start with the strongest 15 and try and get that score. So, this is must not lose territory for both teams. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, the, the, I know there's not many games finishing the draw, but they'd probably both take a draw and take it to the last game. Is that fair to say? Or oh, Carrick Shock will be looking at this as a, as, a, as a, they won last week, and they'll be looking at the okay. momentum. Then they'll be thinking, we win this, and potentially we're setting ourselves up for what's up next. Yeah. Blacks and Whites are looking at this. We've beaten a lot in games. We're after losing two on the bounce. We need a reaction to the defeat. Both of these teams are looking at this game as as most wins, and both of them are looking at the opposition and saying we're better than them. Okay, and then the last game in that group, O'Loughlin's and Roaring Stieg. Um, Roaring Stieg should win this, but O'Loughlin's will pull up a bit of a battle. It will. Um, Roaring Stieg, as you know, you had said to me before that they're a team that see themselves as a senior club. They're after losing two rounds of the Intermediate Championship already, albeit they've played Thomastown and Dunhamagan. Mm. Uh, they've played the top two teams, so they have two games to go. I think they'll win their last two games. Um, it's a, you know, Blacks and Whites is the last game. I think they'll win that game too, which will put them on six points um, for, for, for the end of the round. Whether that'll be enough to close in on Dunhamagan or Thomastown, I doubt it, but it'll set them up nicely going into the knockout stages. Okay, so in that group, we're going. I'm going for Dunhamagan, you're going for Thomastown. Blacks and Whites and Carrick Shock. Who are you going for? You're going for Blacks and Whites. Yeah. yeah. 
okay I'll go for Carrick Shock just to disagree so we can have an old talking point next week and then we both, both, we both for think Rory Stig yeah. okay so just to go through that group Thomastown Dunhamagans sit on top and second with six points each then three teams on two points Blacks and Whites Carrick Shock and Rory Stig while Lachlan Gales are on bottom with zero points Junior side of things then Eddie we had one game actually broadcast live on KCLR last weekend it saw St. Lockton's defeat Greg Lamanna by 5 goals and 15 points to 2 goals and 14 points the other games in the junior group A over the weekend saw Kilmacow comfortably dispatch of Clonine by a goal and 20 points to 5 points while on Sunday St. Patrick's Ballyragget defeated Tuller Ross Burke and then won the game probably the game of the weekend by a goal and 14 points to a goal and 12 points um just to go through some of the fixtures there I don't actually have them right in front of me would you believe but we'll scan through them and see what's there Wine Gap and Sleeve Rue in Group B half past 6 on Friday night just going through some of them again here it is Pilltown and Greg Manor at 2 o'clock in John Locke Park on Saturday Barra Rangers Galmoy throwing at the same time in Jenkinstown on Saturday at 2 o'clock um, looking forward to Sunday then there are a, there is a game at half past 12 Tuller Ross Birkin against Clonine that's Group A in Dane's Fort um, and then of course you have St. Patrick's against St. Lockton's at 2 o'clock on Sunday Fresher will be a home and that one a big derby and then Emerald and John Locks rounds off the weekend at half past 3 in Tullerone just to go through those results St. Lockton's look terribly strong um, they do they look very very strong um, you know 5.15 to 2.14 Greg Nemanin always really good in the league championship stages as well very hard to beat um, and I'm looking at the Greg Nemanin team on paper as well they're a very strong team out um, to lose by 10 points I listened to the game on the radio as well it was it was tighter than the scoreline reflect they got back to 4 at some stage in the second half yeah about 10 minutes yeah. in the second half they were only 4 points down but it was the ease at which St. Lockton's kicked on as well um, and I think there's turning points in games like Greg Nemanin had a chance to get a goal and it got turned over the ball on top of the other end of the field and was stuck in the back of the net mm. like this is a 6 point swing yeah I think like um, that. They, they said something I heard was Freshford had 6 chances to score goals they got 5 of them Greg Nemanja also had 6 chances to score goals but they only took 2 which you know what's the difference I suppose that's it yeah but the Greg Nemanja side there there's a couple of young lads in the forward line as well you know that they, they'll come on a ton for that as well but I wouldn't be too worried about the league form in this at all um, just looking at the league tables as well just to, to kind of take it as it is Group A St. Lacton's you know Tuller are getting beaten at the weekend by St. Pat's now that kind of lets St. Lacton's pull away here now so St. Lacton's are on 7 points there St. Pat's are after getting up onto 4 points now after beating Tuller so it's tight there now but St. Lacton's are going into the weekend playing against St. Pat's Bally Ragged that game's going to be that's a cracker now it's because a cracker it is but it's, we're both this is there. it but like I mean St. Pat's Bally Ragged were senior 4 years ago yeah, yeah. <laughs> people forget that too yeah Freshford not too um, long ago either that's it so yeah. this, this, this is a junior match between two senior teams um, so that, that's going to be a cracker I think St. Lacton's will win um, but it'll be a cracker in itself uh, Tuller Ross Birkin will definitely get the show back on the road against Clonine Clonine had, uh, got a bit of a scutching at the weekend I think there was a wedding in Clonine last week I'm not 100% now but I think there was a wedding in Clonine do you know, but it was a big win for Kilmacow they needed it too they were on no points as well so that's that's fine there and Greg Naman against Piltown that's a season defining game there uh, Piltown you know tipping away nicely uh, didn't play at the weekend tipping away nicely they got hammered by Freshford 29 points I don't want to take that game aside they'd won their first two games um, can you take that can you take something like that aside though I'm not in the Piltown cap massively no it's gone I don't think the Thomastown game is going to have any effect on blacks and whites it's not ideal St Mullins beating us in the championship by 28 points didn't affect us the following week when we went out and beat Ballin Killen you you draw a line through it there's there's reasons for 
a defeat like that. If they'd lost by two points, it'd hurt more. I think you said last week on last week's podcast. How do you turn around a 29-point defeat? Do you not think that'll be in the back of their mind in terms of there's losses and then there's we need to make up 30 points here to beat them in championship? No, if you play them again, this is the question I'm saying to you. If I if we played, they got beaten. Piltown got beaten by 20 yeah. something points by St. Lactans. Wasn't it? Yeah, St. Lactans. 29, yeah. 29 points. 29 points. If they were playing St. Lactans again in a county quarter final or semi final, in the back of your mind you're thinking, how do we turn this around? Now the question I am asking is we're not in the Piltown camp there could be a very logical reason yeah, for yeah, this yeah, no, so without knowing that I know how good Piltown are um, and I, I, I fully expect Piltown to bounce back to turn it around if Piltown had their full team out and got beaten by 29 points percent lactans Piltown have no chance to turn it around you're not going to be able to turn it around no but if there was excuses, if there was issues in the lead-up to the games that we don't know about, there you are. But I still think this match this weekend for Piltown, and I'm saying it again, it's a season-defining game. They won their first two games in the league championship. They were coasting on along. They got beaten last year in the county semi-final by a point. You know, the Piltown are a strong team. Greg the Man are a good, strong team. I think this will be a good battle. I think for the junior grade, I think it'll be the game of the weekend, as in in that group. And and I don't know which of them is going to win it, to be honest. But we'll know where they are at the end of it. Okay. Um, just very finally on the junior side of things, before we actually wrap up the podcast with an open-ended question, as we always do. You went for St. Lockton's at the start of the season. I went for Wine Gap. While I'm not looking too bad, Wine Gap of three wins from three. You're looking very good. I mean. Teams seem to be fearing St. Lockton's, which is when that's when you find yourself in a very healthy position. And they have Stephen Farrell back too. We had him on the show at the weekend. He was involved in 2021 when they made an intermediate county final. Wasn't involved last year, in his own words, for whatever reason. They get relegated. Now he's back. He speaks with conviction. He speaks with intent. The players seem to love him. He seems to love managing the players. When everything's going well and you have the talent... They look very, very good. Like, very good. Under day, under day, nobody in that grade is going to beat them. No. Under day. But the problem with St. Lactans is, and I've said this, they need to be under day every day when it gets the knockout championship. But will they be now because Stephen is back? You'd hope so, but I'm telling you, if they take their eye off the ball, Wyngap are there, Piltown are there, St. Pat's are there, um, Sleeve Rue are there. They're teams that if you take your eye off the ball, they'll catch you. Yeah. And I just think, I just think for me, St. Lactons are still the team to beat. I think they'll win it. Um, Winegap are flying, ninety-two points on the board already. Um, you know they've put in a couple of pummelings as well. But again, have they been tested? I don't think so. Um, and it's, it's when the knockout championship comes around, you'll see real teams. Tuller, Ross, Birkin are still without their talisman, Wally Welch as well. And there's lots, there's lots of. The, the junior championship throws up mad surprises I will absolutely guarantee you the first weekend of the junior knockout championships two of the teams that we think are going to be in the top four are going to be gone ok that wraps up our club talk then Eddie uh, just two things I actually want to ask you at the end of this podcast the first of which underage development squads great success at the weekend for Kilkenny uh, two shields won at under 14 Tony Forrestal and under 15 are a bond level and winning the Michael Foley tournament at under 16 level we want to congratulate all the players and the panels and the parents of course who've given up a lot of their time uh, recently to bring players to trainings and matches and different things um, over the last number of months taking that aside and I genuinely do want to congratulate them and I said that the weekend as well it's a brilliant achievement to represent Kilkenny let alone win something with them have development squads in their past existence and in their past form worked for Kilkenny 
Um, I don't know if they if they if they've if they've not worked. I suppose to put it to you another way, um, development squads, by their definition, are about developing young players yes. and bringing them forward so like I often hear people complaining about the elite status that goes with these development squads that you have elite players and there's lots of players left behind and unfortunately that's that's sport you know so you can't bring everybody not no, everyone no, can fair. play so I think the development squads have a massive part to play and you look at the two under 14s the under 14s I know Eddie my friend Eddie Doyle was involved with the under 15s there uh, and I, I, I heard you think Mark the other day Mark, Mark Aylward I think he was over the under 16s 16 yeah. like but them lads will know themselves what they're hoping to do is find one or maybe two Kilkenny hurlers for the future out of each of these groups yeah. do you get me and what you're doing with the development squads is you're giving an environment for young elite players to see what it's like you know the whole experience travelling off representing your county the whole lot so it takes the edge off it when it comes to the business end at under 14 and under 15 we'd see it as it's not that competitive but they don't see it as that not not that competitive I remember being involved with a club and we had a team and it was they didn't keep the score do you know oh, gee I hate that that, that I, happens I, I under 12s under 14s didn't keep score and I remember chatting to one of the parents and I said what was the final score there oh we don't keep score so I said fair enough so I turned around to one of the young lads coming off the field and I said what's the score so we're after to bet about 10 nil. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean so <laughs> like it's, it's you can create all these bullshit uh, things and nonsense. say oh it's, it's complete nonsense the kids Life know themselves and I think for me the development squads they're definitely not causing any problems for Kilkenny Hurling they're they're um, I, I think you have to be involved you have to push them on and I think for the players that are involved there's 20 or 30 players played at each of them grades whether it was the Tony Forrestal or was it the under 16s competition or the, uh, the Arabon would have been, would have been more because there was A and B oh yeah that's what I'm saying like you yeah. know what I mean like you take the Arabon Shield team yeah. there was two teams at each of them so you're looking at maybe 60 players at every grade potentially 200 odd players from Kilkenny got to hurl at a high level elite level this weekend in, in tournaments that they got to train for at elite levels as well yeah. over the summer um, I think I think they're great and more of them I think is what I'd be suggesting it's, it's great get out of your county go and play Limerick go and play Tip go and play Wexford see what everybody else is doing you know see how where we are um, judging on the weekend's results you know we're not too far away from anybody else either we're we're, we're, we're quite strong there's two shields and a, and a, and a cup after coming home from, from the weekend of which there was six trophies up for grabs they brought home three you know so I, I think I think I think they're great anyway so people tell you I'm wrong do you not think they're good? We haven't won a minor since 2014 It's not because of the it's not because of these that we haven't won a minor But they came in in 09 Yeah right? but it's not because of these competitions that Kilkenny haven't won a minor like that's that to me is you but couldn't what, what is it then? We Why haven't won a minor in 14 what I'm saying is it's not just minor we won under 20 last year that was our first in however many yeah, years maybe I, I and don't then know we haven't that. won senior since 15 Yeah, we haven't had a streamline of players the development squads are there to develop players to streamline them in yeah, they're there to try and develop them in. But if you took the development squads away, you've absolutely no streamlining of getting players to come through. Well, we had it in the past. Yeah, but look, in the past, other teams weren't training as hard, and maybe other teams' development squads are working harder. Maybe, maybe you have to look at it as well. Like St. Kieran's College are going winning all Ireland's and, and and all these bases where all these main players are coming yeah. from. Like you know, our clubs being overlooked, our our, our smaller clubs being overlooked. I think so. To be honest, you know, with you. So I think there's an awful lot of. Better be careful what I say. No, don't be careful. Drive on, I, I can tell you. Uh, you. Blacks and Whites won a junior championship last yeah. year. Not one Blacks and Whites player got invited into training with a Kilkenny panel. Yeah. This like, is where at, at any level. I genuinely think, and I mean this with the, I'm not trying to be rude here, it would happen in every single place. I do it myself. There's players being picked because they're involved with clubs and the selectors are with those clubs or stuff like that. 
at a certain to a certain extent it doesn't just happen in Kilkenny it happens everywhere it happens in every sport I think it's happening I think it is diluting the quality of what we have and I think it has um, residued into the senior team like it's really bad that we haven't won all earned since 2015 we just haven't taken it in yet as a county yeah, I think I think Limerick's domination is down to Limerick's hard work and everything else. It's not a slight on Kilkenny. It's it's more to do with Limerick. I think the argument about your players not getting selected from certain clubs, I believe that is the case. I don't believe it's because their selectors in the setup are picking players from their own club. I believe it's that other clubs are looked down on or they're not they're not included in in the process. I think if you're not playing at senior level, you'll need to be absolutely lighting up a championship to get any chance of being brought in. But unfortunately, you know, I, I think the Kilkenny team that won the under twenty championship last year won the All Ireland. Like one of the star men was who? Killian Doyle. You know, playing junior hurling with the Emeralds. Yeah. You know, like a couple of years ago, Billy Drennan absolutely lighting up the championship playing junior hurling with Cam Moy. You know, the players are everywhere. It's only a matter of finding them. I think the development squads are a must because it gives the environment it creates the environment for players to excel the, the development squads are well, clearly not in the form of the past and I'll tell you why Michael Fenley's been brought in to nearly change the whole thing so obviously they have proven to be a failure on a Kilkenny side of things and now they have to change but they need to be exist in some form this is it but uh, like is it a failure in Kilkenny's development squads as opposed to the development squad process because Limerick could argue that the development squads have been absolutely phenomenal for ah, them yeah, no I don't mind um, yeah but the, it, the, Kilkenny's but I don't care yeah, about like, counties bringing in Michael Fenley is a big move by Kilkenny like yeah. Limerick have a full process of under 14, 16 minors all getting S&C coach and all of that stuff is all happening at a county level at elite level mm-hmm. in soccer you've got Kennedy Cups and you've all them that yeah. are brought together to bring elite squads look there's no short the, the, the best about it is Kilkenny were winning all Ireland in all the noughties or, you know in, in, yeah. in, the, in the 2000s they're winning all the all Ireland. there wasn't a word about not winning minor titles there wasn't a word about where are we going to get the next batch of players about didn't matter Limerick aren't talking about where they're not winning minor titles or whatever they're, you know, they're focused on they have the big ball well, now Limerick's dominance will come to an end because of that you can see it coming now but people aren't talking about it yeah but this is the thing the problem you have is and it happened i seen it in Wexford with the Camogie they were winning all Ireland yeah, yeah. senior and intermediate but there was a batch of players lost out because the girls that were there the top senior players they held their positions for 6 and 7 and 8 years so the 19 and 17 17, 18, 19 year olds never got to break into the panel that Kilkenny team that dominated Hurling for 10 or 11 years like the Limerick team just 10 or 11 Kilkenny Hurlers minimum never got a shot with the Kilkenny team because they just they weren't good enough to break into the best team in the country so they, they just drifted away from it and the next group coming behind weren't as good yeah, but the, don't the county board have to put things in place this isn't an indictment on the current county board they're only in and I think they're doing great work actually on this with bringing in Michael Fenley and different things when you're at your absolute peak that's when you should be looked at in terms of what are you doing at underage to make sure that we're able to maintain this level as best as possible it's never going to last forever yeah. we know that but just in terms of doing our utmost to make it ha- last forever if at all possible no this is it and I think what's happening now is when, when the results aren't happening at the senior level you review everything and that's what's happening there's a full rank mm-hmm. and file review trying to come up with new ideas and uh, it's great ok that's fair enough um, I don't think they've worked I think you think maybe they have so we'll disagree on that um just very finally I want to do this very briefly I spoke to Tom Holden Greg Nomanich chairman over the weekend I spoke to Stephen Farrell both of those teams it's the St. Lachlan's manager both of those teams six consecutive weekends in a row they're going to be playing if they finish in the bottom three Freshford won't Greg Nomanich possibly will it'll be seven and the seventh weekend will be the preliminary round of the championship which is of course the biggest game because it's championship I spoke to PJ Kenny, the Kenny GA chairman, about the development squads on the, on Sunday's scoreline, um, and I also spoke to him about this. He noted that actually that needs to be looked at. Seven weekends in a row, 
it means a lot to players to represent their club it means a lot to play championship hurling it's just too much and something needs to change yeah potentially seven weekends in a row um, you know it's, it's, it's minimum not, six minimum six yeah um, look it's it's a lot um, if, if if you take the championships in in, in Carlo it's uh, group stages you play around one two three and then you have semi-final and you finally you're, you're out five weekends in a row in to the get football to, and seven in the hurling isn't it um, in the football it's seven and in the hurling it's less I'd say it's in the in the football football five because you have you have four you have oh a group yeah. of four so you play three games then you have a quarter final potentially semi-final and final yes, it's six, six weekends in a row and then seven in the hurling five group games and then seven in the hurling there's six in it you have five group games then you have a semi-final and final yeah, seven so, in a row yeah. um, again if you don't pick up injuries there's no issue at all with it um, if you pick up injuries it's a problem but it heightens the chance of picking up injuries does it well it does unless you have a panel of players that you're able to rest lads and you know certain weekends and yeah. give them a break it's not ideal like I mean like what's the, the right solution there's there's 13 teams in the junior grade maybe put a relegation did anyone think of that yeah. putting a relegation into the junior grade and having a team relegated plus because there's 7 teams in them groups and this is the point that we'll make to you everyone got a weekend off in that group bar the team that got the weekend off the first weekend so Greg Lemana didn't play the first weekend so now they're playing every week yeah but do you know what I mean? I know, yeah. Relegate one team out of the junior grade and you won't have a problem. Okay, fair enough. Eddie, thanks for joining me today. We'll be back next week. That was the Kilkenny Hurling Podcast brought to you by KCLR. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or anywhere where you do your podcast listening. Of course, this weekend we'll have more live games on KCLR and for the games that we're not doing live commentaries of, we'll have reports and updates across the senior, intermediate and junior ranks. Thanks for listening. The Kilkenny Hurling Podcast with Eddie Scally and Robbie Dowling. Brought to you by KCLOR and scoreline.ie.